Welcome back to another episode of questions and answers about the Bible and theology. In this episode, I interview Rocky Ranch, who is an elder at Eden Baptist Church in Burnsville. I wanted to interview Rocky because he has not only served as a deacon, but he's also serving currently as an elder who oversees deacons. In addition to that, I had the privilege of doing an internship at Eden Baptist Church, and I got to see Rocky work with the deacons and and participate in the ministry of deacon service. And so I benefited much from him during that time. And so I wanted him to be able to share with you some of what he shared with Josh and I as we did an internship at Eden. I hope this interview is helpful and encouraging as we continue to think about what it means to be a deacon. I'm joined by Rocky Ranch. He's an elder at Eden Baptist Church in Burnsville. And Rocky, how long have you been a member at Eden? Well, I think we started in 84, so that'd be 36 years. Okay. Well, Rocky was an elder when Josh and I did the student pastor program at Eden. And part of that was doing the deacon and training program. And you oversaw that, Rocky. And we heard a little bit about your experience as a deacon and your thoughts on the, the role of the deacon. But wondering if you can start by just sharing your experience serving as a deacon at Eden. Sure. Yeah, um, I came from college and just served in the church um, leading songs and various different things and wasn't really in the role of being a deacon. But as our pastor decided to leave at the time, um, I there was a sort of a need to make sure we had a good group of deacons and we only had two at the time and they had asked me if I would serve as a deacon in that intern interim period and I, I agreed. Um, and uh, so that was sort of the start at Eden Baptist Church and I served as a deacon uh, several years after Dan came and as we talked through the role of elder and what that was, we came to find out that maybe some of the things we were doing were really elder oriented mm-hmm. Uh, probably a hybrid of sorts and maybe that's the case in some churches and so as that uh, became evident we just made the decision to do multiple elders dan included and i think um, at the time gordon lehman and myself then became on as as elders so um, i don't have a whole lot of recollection back of those days just that i don't know that things changed for me when i became an elder i mm-hmm. i've always sort of felt i was a little bit more deacon material from the get-go and I continued on doing some deacon things, running work days, and these various different things um, were, you know, and just accommodating, uh, facilitating things, making them happy, and make sure that we were, uh, you know, we could meet together and there wasn't things slowing us down. So yeah. that's that's essentially what I do today, yeah. even type deal. Oh, great. Um, so you've you've both served as a deacon, and now you're serving as an elder who has the primary oversight of the deacons and you oversee the program for raising up deacons. Uh, One of the most influential or at least memorable things that you had us read was an article you wrote on the benefits of 
serving as a deacon. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if you can just talk to us about those benefits that the Bible talks about and then the way that your service as a deacon benefited you spiritually and as a mm -hmm. Christian. Sure. Um, I, it, you mentioned this to me, and I had been thinking about it a little bit this week, trying to uh, maybe... You, you think through things and then you rethink them through a little bit, but um, you spurred on a little bit of thought in my head about how how um, a, being a deacon has a, has affected me, how I view that. And the, the, the thing that came to mind was, uh, as you know, you know, sports are not really happening too much today. And um, the, one of the first to come to, to do their event was the car racing people. Hmm. And, um, and I think there's a real good analogy in that whole car racing thing. Uh, the, the pit crew, really uh, important piece of, of car racing. Um, there, you got the driver that's the main guy, of course, and then mm -hmm. probably the head mechanic and these types of guys that are really important that make this thing happen. But there's, there's um, a facilitating of the car that happens by the pit crew. And they're just as important in a lot of regards of, of the guy that's driving, not constantly, but at, at points they are. And even if it's just screwing on some you know, lugs or pulling the tire out of the way, putting another tire back in or filling up the gas. Uh, at the end of the day, when they, when they win the race, I think there's a certain amount of excitement um, that we don't really think about that comes from the pit crew. They were part of the team and they're just excited to be a part of it and they had played a small role in facilitating this thing. I think that sort of draws a picture of what a deacon is doing, sort of in the background, doing these various different things that are all, all very, very important. Mm -hmm. And when there's victory for the gospel, when there's victory for the church and people come to know the Lord and grow, there, there's a certain excitement and joy that a deacon um, gets from that because he knows he was a part of facilitating making that happen. Mm -hmm. He wasn't the guy up there speaking, wasn't even the guy that maybe uh, talked to somebody in person, but he made the event happen and go smoothly so people could concentrate on it and could mm -hmm. be at peace and listen to what was being said. And so maybe that's a, an overall, for, that's that's a benefit to me of that. And and the things that you're talking about specifically come from mm -hmm. uh, First Timothy chapter three. At the end there, uh, Paul writes, uh, about the deacons or qualifications previous to this and at the end he says for those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus and so I think this plays into that a little bit uh, you think about what is a good standing um, some would think that this maybe is a good standing in the church and mm -hmm. being a good deacon means you maybe get promoted to elder and these types of things. But I think uh, if you take it in context, this is really a, a good standing before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And you, we don't visualize that and we don't maybe see that, but um, we, we look forward to the day that the Lord says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And so we want to have a good standing before God. And another maybe analogy of that is if you go to a competition, and they have the stands up in front, right? First, second, third. The, 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 the people that have fought the battle and have won be, have a good standing. They have the standing first place up on the stand. And uh, so they have a, you know, just a, a, a joy of knowing they've accomplished something for the Lord and, mm -hmm. and that. And then, um, and then lastly, that whole great confidence is, uh, 
is you serve as a deacon, and as you serve in the church, it's not just the deacons with the capital D's, mm -hmm. uh, the little d people that serve the Lord in the church. There, there's a sense that you invest yourself in other people and in the ministry, and you grow significantly more than the others. You, you build a confidence in that you're serving others and you're concerned about them. I find that the people that have the most problems in life uh, are those that just aren't serving other people. And when you're serving other people, it gives you robust confidence in your faith. You see what faith does in people's lives and you become stronger and stronger. One of the analogies I use in my articles is that of the rivermen. Uh, back in the day when they floated logs down the river, there was these people that flew, jumped from log to log and pushed log jump jams away. And, and what they became agile and fit. And, and, you know, the stories are told of how, you know, you wouldn't want to tangle with one of these guys mm -hmm. just simply because of their life experience on the logs had made them tough and strong and agile and capable. You would want them on your side if there was a fight <laughs> type deal. And so, um, and so I think doing the ministry is like getting on those logs, jumping from other. It makes you stronger in your faith and you have great confidence. And I mean, think of a, uh, somebody that has trained real hard for an event mm -hmm. and just feels good. I used to wrestle. You did too, Aaron, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there was nothing better than to know that you were ready for this match and you could handle this guy. And even though it was a tough match, there's having that confidence is really a blessing. And, uh, you know, these are the types of things God gives us as we serve well as deacons. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's encouraging, and I think probably we all sense that as we connect to the church more through serving, loving, I guess, obeying the great commands to love God and by loving others even, mm -hmm. and we grow in the faith. So, so with the benefits there, what are some of the challenges that deacons face generally mm -hmm. uh, that maybe would be discouraging for some? I mean, mm -hmm. these are encouraging benefits. Yes. You know, I want to serve as a deacon. What are the things that are maybe challenging or Mm -hmm. someone should consider if they are desiring to serve as a deacon yeah. well i think the challenge is, is that you have to be a big picture person you got to see the bigger picture and if you get logged bogged down by details and stuff like that you can it can be discouraging mm -hmm. because there's a lot of you know things that maybe uh, might not go right or just that this is overwhelming um go back to my analogy a little bit of the pit crew there's there's certainly the blessing of winning and everything else, but there's also sort of the the pressure, I would say, of, you know, you got 1.3 seconds to get all four la log, you know, all those bolts in, in yeah. time. And if you left one loose, the race could be on your shoulders. And so I find myself oftentimes maybe going overboard in this area of like, it has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Everything has to work. And you can obsess about that. And that can be one of the things that are, you know, just um, a struggle. And it's maybe a good struggle in one sense, but it can sort of bog bog you down. And so, and then there's the mundane. I mean, most of Christian life is the mundane, and in deacon ministry, picking up the trash, mowing, uh, making sure things are working or happening on Saturday, and people don't notice it, and you're not doing it because people notice it. But all the same, it's a little hard. And and uh, you got to be a type of person that's capable of connecting the small insignificant things to the big powerful and significant mm -hmm. things that are happening in the church because in the long run you are letting that happen so i think mm -hmm. those are maybe some of the points of discouragement sure um, 
you, you need to need to be a person that is willing to take ownership. It's not just a Sunday thing. You're, you're mm-hmm. you own it. It's my church, and um, that's that. Uh, that can be hard at times, and then um, it, it, though it's a great joy too. So yeah, yeah, maybe those those are some thoughts along those lines. Yeah. So when I think about the role of a deacon. I think it's really challenging just to figure out how to operate in it because on one level, it's very task-oriented, you know, maintaining property, getting things done, you know, taking the ownership of those aspects. But then it's also really people-oriented because of the need for compassion to serve the more vulnerable, especially widows and mm-hmm. um, the poor. So how how do you see deacons or what? how can they work towards maintaining those task oriented drive that's really good but then not ignoring the compassion work that's involved as a deacon yeah i think it's a it's a challenge i tip i typically am a task oriented person and over the years uh, i can remember on one one work day we got done and uh gordon lehman he's always sort of pushing your buttons and so (laughs) he said well what was it a was it a good work day, Rocky? And I go, ah, oh, man, we didn't get this done, we didn't get that done, and getting this done, I, it's, I, I guess it was okay. But he goes, what do you, what do you mean? Did, did we fellowship? Did we <laughs> break bread together? Did we talk to somebody? You know? And he was, he was yeah. sort of letting me know that I was falling into that trap of task oriented rather than seeing that. And so it's a challenge. It really is to to see people as the most important thing, really, and everything that you're doing is connected to um, people and ministering to them and helping them out and being able to step back and say. It's not that important that the thing gets done. I have somebody here that I need to minister to or help. And then uh, one, one of the other things and um, that I've grown to understand about deacon ministry, and many write about this, but I, deacons really provide a stabilizing force in the church. And it's not because they're caring for a widow or delivering a care package or any of that type of stuff. It's, it goes back to that sort of, they see the big picture. And so they just stabilize everything. All this, you know, there can be a church that's just a little antsy, um, feeling like, well, things aren't being taken care of or, or just um, getting off rail, looking at little things that a deacon comes along and sort of encourages them down the right road. And this has happened a couple of times in ministry that somebody is frustrated with somebody else and um, I was able to just talk to them a little bit about what the big picture is here and sort of walk them away from the cliff a little mm-hmm. bit on, you know, of insignificant things. And I think that's part of what deacons do. They just mm-hmm. stabilize and give, you know, these are solid men that know the Lord, that are strong in the faith. And, uh, and even though they're not, let's say, ministering directly to people, they are, by the way, they're handling themselves and they're interacting mm-hmm. with people. Um, you know, wherever that might be. Yeah, yeah, they're serving in ways that probably can't be quantified mm-hmm. or measured. But. Yeah, exactly. Well, so as we close here, what what advice would you give the individual who loves to serve the church, you know, it, but would has never thought, I wonder if I should pursue serving as a deacon? Mm-hmm. How How would you encourage that individual in their service now and in this mm-hmm. God-given office of deacon. 
Yeah, I, I don't think you have to chase after the, the office. I think you just serve the Lord and people see it. And then you're recognized as, as being such a person. And, um, and then when you are recognized as such a person, don't back away from it. Don't like, well, I, I'm just, you know, whatever. I'm just doing a few little things here and there. Mm -hmm. No, people recognize that and appreciate it. And they say, you know, you, you, need, the, you need the big D. You know, <laughs> you got the little D going really well and it's time to put the big D on and um, know that you can be an encouragement to the congregation and don't bash, be bashful about it and don't step back from it. I think God wants us to, to, to live up our, to our capability. And even if you might say, oh, well, I'm sort of busy or whatever, and maybe when life slows down for me. Well, the truth of the matter is life never really slows down <laughs> for you. It's fast when you're young and then... Uh, it slows down, but you also slow down when you get old. And that's what people don't figure. And they're like tired and can't do as much. And so if you can't do it when you're young, you, you probably won't do it when you're older either. So step in when you have the opportunity and, and be content uh, to wait um, and just serve the Lord in whatever role he's given to you and be faithful to it and allow that to be. And uh, yeah, uh, go for it, go for it. And uh, if somebody sees it in you and you're that type of person, then let God use you that way. Why not? Well, thank you for these words, Rocky. I know that Josh and I both appreciated our deacon and training year at Eden, and we'll be praying for the ministry at their Eden, the deacon ministry, and uh, be praying that the Lord uses this in our church too. Okay. Look forward to hearing of some great deacons like uh, like Stephen. Cole.